0: Appamada and its programs are supported by your generosity and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at Apamata.org. Thank you.
1: Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you. So today I want to talk about coming, and going, and thusness. So, So we know the Buddha was called Tathagata, and in fact called himself Tathagata. And Tathagata is a compound word that can be divided in two different ways. Some of you know this, so that it means both thus come one and thus gone one. So I wanted to talk about this question of coming and going. And Tathagata is such an apt term for the Buddha who spent his life walking from village to village to city to kingdom. Of course we are always coming and going. In the morning we come into wakeness and a new day. We go from our beds and come into the shower and so it goes and comes. Shower to kitchen, kitchen to, well, the unfolding of the rest of the day until finally, as we say, we go to bed. Some of this coming and going is repeated, forms a familiar routine or habit, some of it is novel or unexpected, and there are times of real disruption or displacement. We go to the hospital, a new puppy comes, we move to a new home, or get a new job. In those times, we want to pay particular attention to what is actually happening and all of our complex responses to the unfolding changes. Our emotions and thoughts are complex. We may experience both grief and joyful excitement, confusion, and also creative clarity, anxiety, and hopefulness. We find our minds consumed by planning and details, but also a kind of torpor, a wish to be able to lie down and sleep and wake up when the disruption is over. Coming and going. Gate gate Paragatte, Para, samgate Modi Svaha. Gone, gone, gone beyond, gone utterly beyond. The last line of the Heart Sutra, which we chant every morning. We go from the unborn into our mother's womb, but we cannot stay there in that warm place where all that we need to nourish us is magically provided. We must go from there and come into our lives as human beings. At the end, we will go from these human lives back into the unborn, the creative activity of the whole universe. What happens between is a whole lifetime of coming and going, whose meaning, purpose and qualities depend entirely upon us. That is a huge responsibility. We each must discover how to meet the challenges of our own human being in every moment. Thankfully, We have the luminous example of the Buddha, the wisdom and heart of the teachings, and most of all we have each other, supporting, guiding, and caring for ourselves, all living beings, and our world. Our comings and goings are held in a web of care, giving each person and the community a field of resilient connection and belonging. Our technologies have evolved to support this vast field of benefaction, as our robe chant calls it, so that even the comings and goings of our most distant Sangha members can be held close, and so that we can share our lives and spiritual journeys with all of our coming and going in them. I am going from this place, and I am coming to a new place. This is how it has always been, from the beginning of time. But usually we do not notice this aspect of our moment-to-moment daily lives. However, we can practice paying attention to just this quality of coming and going. We can see how we are leaving a space, like a bedroom, and coming into a new space, the kitchen. Or we are leaving a time, like working on a project, and coming into a new time, like a walk. We're leaving a situation and coming into a new situation leaving a conversation and coming into silence. In our relationships too, we are always coming and going, coming to an understanding, going forth as a new teacher, coming closer and going away. Can we recognize these comings and goings as well, even when they're not somehow dramatic or final, but ordinary and mundane? How do these transitions go for you? Do you feel any bodily sensations, emotions, thoughts, either about going from or coming to? This is an important inquiry. It can reveal deep patterns in our conditioning and our history. It can illuminate the differences between our conceptions and lived reality. Please investigate this matter of coming and going thoroughly. Who goes? What is left behind? Who comes? What is found there? Our lives are pure creative potential in the flux of coming and going. I humbly say to those who study the mystery, don't waste time. So when we come here, what do we come from? What do we come into? The koans are full of Zen masters asking new arrivals, where did you come from? It's a potent question. When we are going, what are we leaving? And where are we headed? It is just this term, thusness. Suzuki Roshi called it things as it is. In our practice principles, it is life as it is, the only teacher. Somehow, this is also compassion's way. Thusness is our raw, unfiltered experience of this immediate moment in this life. It is a kind of nakedness, free of the past, the future, and even the present. We all have such times, even momentarily, in our lives. What Zen teaches us is that it is always so, no matter what our opinions, distractions, emotions, stories seem to tell us about ourselves, about others, and about the situation. To enter practice is to dance with thusness. We cling to our views about ourselves and our world. We hold on to our identifications, our wounds, our sorrows, purported shortcomings and sins and injustices, our so-called virtues, even though time and again, reality has bluntly refuted them. What to do? For most of us, surrender is not an option. If it were, we would instantly be free, and thusness would be our natural habitat. But that is too scary for our conditioning. So we practice. And with patience and support from teachers and Sangha, we slowly begin to trust in this path, softening our grip on our conditioning, resting in this practice, befriending the parts of us that are afraid, angry, sad, alienated, until they are free and at ease. In our own experience, Thusness is the vast, unblinking clarity of the sky, through which all phenomena, clouds, birds, lightning, snow, tornadoes, sun, moon, stars, move freely and without limit. The sky attaches to nothing, and nothing interferes with the sky. But thusness is also intimate, in a glance across a crowded room between partners ready to leave a party. The warm, milky smell of a baby, the touch of a nurse at a hospital bed, a walk in the woods after the rain. It is the moment you decide to make a change in your life, to marry someone, to leave a job, to learn to play the guitar, to get a dog, to move to Chicago. Our practice is to learn to settle down in thusness, our true home. It takes time to get rid of all of our belongings that furnish our conditioning and provide familiar comforts. For most of us, this process takes time. We gradually dissolve our attachments to those views, habits, expectations of ourselves, others, and the world. But make no mistake, true liberation is absolute. The binary fact is that you are either utterly, utterly free or you are not. You cannot be partially imprisoned. In practice, we are like prisoners sawing at the bars. Behind us is an unlocked door. Maybe with patient practice and good tools, we will finally saw through the bars and leap to freedom. Maybe we will discover the door, try the handle and simply walk out. I can't say what you will do. Always immersed in dustness, always imprisoned by your own imaginations I long for your complete liberation as I would long for my own. There's another aspect to this coming and going beyond our individual experience of it. And that is coming and going and thusness for community. In every community, there will always be coming and going both of individuals and of the community itself. Apamata originally formed out of my going away from my San Diego Sangha and my teacher Joko and coming to Austin Or I knew no one who practiced Zen. I gave a talk at Live Oak Unitarian Church and a few people came to ask me if I would start a meditation group. Our Sangha came into being right there. After that, we would come and go from several places, the church, a yoga studio, Austin Zen Center, before we ultimately came here. Meanwhile, people were coming and going all the time because more people come than go Apamada has grown. The whole ecosystem is shaped by each person's contribution through their presence, even while online. The whole ecosystem has, feels the loss of each person who goes. Yet something continues, and the community can be understood as stable and continuous. Isn't that kind of a miracle? What comes, what goes, and what sustains us? When we pay attention to what matters together, practicing with sincerity and openness, when we study the teachings filled with wisdom, when we express our deepest aspiration with clarity and joy, we are manifesting the Sangha that actually originated 2,500 years ago and has endured unbroken through all ages and under every kind of circumstance. War, oppression, famine, pandemic, civilization collapse, natural disasters, as well as times of peace and prosperity. We are the fortunate inheritors of this treasury of Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha that has thrived through countless comings and goings, through countless eons, including even the going of the Buddha himself. I'm physically going from Austin and coming to Chicago, but I'm not going away from the Sangha. It's my breath and my being. I'm coming into a new way of supporting it and making, I hope, a helpful contribution to its well being. I will be devoting more time to writing so that there's both a record and a kind of manual for Apamada. This is probably my most important offering for the Sangha's future. And I will still be involved with practice, discussion, and teaching, so stay tuned and please support the Sangha through this time of transition. Of course, Every time it's a time of transition and we're always moving into uncertainty and pure potential. But often this fact is lost on us until it is made salient by some visible change. So I wanted to allow again, plenty of time for us to have an opportunity to discuss with each other. And so we're going to do um, some breakout rooms in groups of four. And um, here's what I want you to do before we start the breakout groups. First, list three people whose coming or going made the greatest impact on you. Or three moments of coming or going, your own or others, that made a great impact on your life. So three people or three moments of coming and going that made the greatest impact on you. In your life. Uh, So make that little list. You can make it mentally if you want to, or uh, you can make a little note of it if you want to. And I'll tell you what we're going to do in the breakout rooms. People have three moments of three people who's coming or going made the greatest impact on you. So, what you're gonna do in the breakout groups is you're gonna choose one thing from your list, one moment or one person, and describe it to your group for five minutes. So each person in the group will have five minutes. Each person will go and turn and the rest of the group will listen silently with openness and curiosity. And then after that, you're gonna discuss for 10 minutes what these examples of coming and going might have in common or how different was the impact on each of you? So, so that means that you'll have a couple of examples you don't get to, you might want to journal about them later about that impact of coming and going, and then we'll come together back together again uh, as a whole group. So, um, so this'll be about a half an hour that you'll be together. You'll each have five minutes and then you'll have um, the rest of the time, um, probably about, let's see, about 10 minutes to discuss. Is everybody clear about what we're doing? Anybody have any questions about what we're doing? Okay, pick one from your list. You're gonna describe it to your group for five minutes. I don't waste a lot of time figuring out who's gonna go first and second and third, just, uh, just go. Um, okay, so we'll want breakout groups of four for 30 minutes. So I think you can unmute yourselves if there's something you'd like to share either that you heard or that uh, you experienced or noticed in that little brief breakout session. You can see just about everybody, I think. Yeah, Laurie. You have to unmute yourself. You can't unmute yourself. I'll unmute you. There you go.
0: Thank you. I just (laughs) I just wanted to say, um, and this goes for any time we get into these breakout rooms, so lovely, so lovely to have this connection. We were talking about this later on in the, in the in our talk about having this connection with people. I
2: think everyone needs to mute that isn't talking just so we can hear Laurie.
0: Anyway, so I was just saying how lovely it was to, to meet with four people and and and, and and to talk about this subject and it's so connecting and and we were talking about the fact that zoom despite what we thought at the beginning that it was never going to work as far as it can uh, modality for connection in fact it works just fine and um anyway that's all i wanted to say <coughs> <coughs> Um, one of the things that um, we found uh, in terms of a commonality in, a, in our group uh, was grief uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the going part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone found a coming, you know, like, um, because of the grief or, you know,
2: mm-hmm. as,
0: as a part of the um, cycle, I guess, something like that.
1: Mm, that's a lovely observation sometimes we don't take time to acknowledge the grief of uh, of going or even of coming um, when uh, when we are focused on what might be or what what still to come yeah yeah there's even if it's just momentary or a small thing um, it can be it can be acknowledged and honored yeah it's a little bit tough to leave
0: I think owen or john wanted to come
3: oh wanted to speak yeah
1: yeah it's so good to see you john and owen it's great to see you
3: thank you you too peg
1: yeah
3: uh well uh rosemary covered a, a lot of what i wanted to say but um but yeah that, that it seemed like every uh every going out had a uh coming in uh contained within it so that the, the two were really inseparable and, uh, and that, um, this, um, this, uh, emergence of, of grief, um, also provided an opportunity for, um, for growing in in empathy to, um, for instance, to share with um, other people who, who had had similar experiences and, and to be uh, compassionate and supportive toward them.
1: That's such a great point because it does tenderize us. It does um, help us uh, feel intimately what other people are experiencing. And you, of course, John. Um, you and Alice have been. The boys have been going to school, right? Um, and you're get, you're you're thinking, oh, this is going. They're going. They're growing up. There's joy in it, you know. And at the same time, there's this loss, this tremendous loss, and you have to grieve that as well as knowing it's the natural order of things helps. But and you know that it's a joyful thing that these young men are growing into men and taking on their own uh, individual responsibilities for their lives and everything. And at the same time, it's a kind of a loss. And um, so there's some grief in it. And I remember that very, very well, yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely, that's definitely true.
1: Yeah, and yeah, we love to see them grow up. And also it's a really crappy system, I think, you know, like our job from the time they're born is to, is to make them independent of us. What kind of system is that? No, it's crazy. I just feel closer and closer to them at the very moment that they are really yearning for the far horizons, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great example. I'm trying to see hands. Okay, Maria.
2: I liked it when you said about um, what is it. In the coming and the going, what is it we leave behind in the coming? And and it made me, re- you know, think about the many faces we have to meet, the many faces that we meet, mm-hmm. and what is it we leave behind when uh, with different people and different situations? Mm-hmm. So what is it we energize in us to bring forth, and what is it that we actually leave out? if you like, like what's acceptable, what parts of us are acceptable in different situations and what parts aren't and how we do that subconsciously, consciously. And so it made me think a lot more about that, about meeting someone that's quite difficult or meeting someone that's really lovely or difficult, anxious situations. It's really interesting to sit with that and think about, I'm going to do that more, I think on a deeper level of what is it I leave behind when I'm coming to meet.
1: Right. Yeah, it's that, um, that intention and aspiration going into the situation that isn't a demand for some kind of outcome, um, but that, uh, that uh, asserts that you express yourself from your deepest aspiration, really, you know, and not carrying a lot of projections or expectations or um, ideas about what will be uh, so that the experience can be fresh and new.
2: And I think that's what sitting kind of does for me. It, the more I sit, the more I have that gap between me here and all the things that I do become more, as time goes on, more available to me. Yeah. My sitting.
1: Yeah. I think partly because if you can get grounded in your body, um, and you understand, you know, how you're experiencing whatever it is physically, um, That's the start, you know? And then you begin to see how everything gets built up on top of that, you know? Um, Your ideas of pleasant or unpleasant, your ideas of uh, this is a good thing or bad thing or good for me or bad for me, or here's who I should be in the situation and all the projections and stories come uh, come after that. So the more we can um, learn in sitting to ground ourselves in this stillness at the center, this physical stillness at the center the more we can come from that place of deepest aspiration and less from our conditioning. Yeah, so wonderful. Darcy.
0: This is helping to solidify for me this. Um, So yes, Maria, thank you. And Peg, so Peg, you said that paying attention to this quality of coming and going, like Maria was talking about, creates a new space. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm thinking about how helpful it's been for me, um, especially recently, because there's been a lot of coming and going, mm-hmm. uh, that when I feel a tug in me there's like something that wants to be paid attention to and what i previously i think would have just sort of pushed aside and then moved forward with whatever i was doing i'm really trying to step back and pay attention to it not like create uh, stories about it but just feel it in my body it is it just like it it feels like it's creating more and more space Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and yeah so i wanted to say that out loud mostly so i'd remember it
1: good no that's great and it's it's important (laughs) it's very important yeah so thank you wonderful I can't see everybody's hands because you guys are on two screens. So let me just check and see if there's uh, anyone who still has something that they would like to share. Okay. All right. Well, we still want to do service. So um, that will be the next thing. And um, uh, so. I, so everyone should be muted, and we'll uh, we'll do service.